Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. On today's show, we are going to cover resentment. How do you keep resentment from digging its pernicious clutches into your life and consciousness? If you are feeling resentful towards someone you care deeply about, um, or actually if you're harboring resentment towards anyone, how do you get over it, get past it in a way that's actually healthy so that you can get on with your life and get on with your relationship? That is what we are going to cover in today's episode. But first, just a reminder that Relationship Alive is an offering for you so that you can have the best relationship possible. If you are finding the show to be helpful, please consider a donation to show your support and ensure that we can continue. And we've been going now for almost three and a half years. To choose something that feels right for you, please visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week, a big thank you goes out to Ruthanna, Christine, Timothy, Karina, Angie, and David. Thank you all so much for your generous support of Relationship Alive. Also, because we're going to be talking about resentment, and as you might imagine, the process of repairing around resentment will probably require some delicate communication between you and someone else, probably uh, especially your partner. If you haven't yet downloaded my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets, now would be a good time to do that. This guide gives you three tips that will help you stay connected no matter how challenging, no matter how delicate the topic is that you are talking about. In order to get the guide, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Also, just a quick reminder that if you're on Facebook and have not joined us yet, come find the Relationship Alive community where we have more than 2,500 people who are gathered to create a safe space to talk about relationships and for you to get support. Also, it's important for you to know that this episode is brought to you by Green Chef. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash alive. And I will tell you more about that later on in the show. But let's dive in. So we're talking about resentment. And what is resentment exactly? Resentment is when someone wrongs you in some way and there's not enough done to repair the injury that you sustained. And so you're hanging on to it. You're hanging on to this sense that what happened to you was wrong, what happened to you was unfair, that that other person maybe is never going to apologize, they're never going to change. Um, and it creates this bitter taste in your mouth that 
when it's there, can really flavor the interactions that you're having with this person. And it can also, where it's especially damaging, is when it gets in the way of your doing anything positive for the relationship, when it colors your hope, your optimism. Because let's face it, relationships are an up and down journey. And when things are going well, then generally there are no problems, although something like resentment can certainly step in when things are going well to temper your enthusiasm. In other words, if you've ever had that feeling like, oh, yeah, this is good, but blah, 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 it could be that you are hanging on to some resentment about something, that you haven't let it go. Because if you had let it go, it wouldn't be there to color the experience that you're having. Um, or another possibility is when things aren't going so well, those are sometimes the times that you actually need even more hope and optimism and uh, courage to get through those times, to get to the other side. And if you are additionally bearing the weight of resentment during those moments, then it will make it that much harder for you to get out of those challenging times and back into a moment that's either smooth sailing or especially joyous. So in all these ways, resentment can work its way in and create damage. And it creates damage not only in your relationship with that person, but it's also creating damage within you. Because resentment, what it's really doing is it's reinforcing this idea that you are a victim, that you've been victimized in some way by this other person. So there are two pieces to getting past resentment. Um, the first piece isn't actually possible with everyone. It's possible to accomplish with some people, but not with everyone. And that is how the other person shows up to help repair the damage that's been done. Can they own it in some way? Can they take responsibility? Can they hear you and understand you and listen to you and, and make amends in some way? These are important parts of dealing with the problem of resentment because uh, it can go so far, it can, it can be huge. And often the reason we're feeling resentful is because whatever happened wasn't addressed. It wasn't adequately uh, apologized for. So that is often one of the reasons why we are hanging on to resentment. And that just shows you how powerful it can be if you, for instance, if you are someone who has, whether purposefully or inadvertently, wronged someone else, you have a lot of power to affect that other person by apologizing, by reaching out and, and sharing with them how you feel about that. Um, it's actually a, a pretty amazing part of how malleable our relationships with other people are. Now, it's not always the case. Sometimes, for whatever reason, the damage has been done and there's no going back. And 
no matter which side of this equation you're on, that's something to consider. You know, is there just too much water under the bridge for this to actually be repairable? That may be the case for you. Now, I have to say that for me, it's rare that I experience that. It's rare that I completely lose hope in the potential for the flavor of a relationship to change and to become something better, to become something that's actually good for everyone. Um, I hang on to that possibility because I have a lot of faith in myself and my ability to change and to see the ways that I've messed up. Um, and I have a lot of faith in my ability to give people another chance when they're the ones who have messed up. And uh, I have a lot of faith in other people that if given the right conditions, the right level of safety, that eventually they'll come around. Not always the case. And I will say that in my life, there are some people I'm still waiting on. So that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen tomorrow. But it is an important thing for you to consider. How far, how much damage has been done in this relationship? And is it even worth trying to repair? Because the process of repairing, um, it's not hard necessarily, but it is, as I was saying in the introduction, it, it, it can be delicate. There's, there are chances in there for people to get reoffended, for injuries to happen again. So you have to proceed carefully uh, when you are trying to repair in your relationship. I will say that we've had several episodes on topics related to repair. Um, you can check out episode 62 of the podcast where I talk specifically about how to repair. Um, I spoke about it with in episode 150 with Stan Tatkin where we were talking about how your attachment style impacts the way that you can repair. Um, and I also talked with Harriet Lerner in episode 112 about how to apologize effectively and why to apologize. So these are a few possibilities for you uh, to dive more deeply into how you can actually repair. And I'm, I'm not going to repeat all of those things here um, because it's there for you here on the earlier episodes of the podcast. But the important nuance for you here to get is that the if we want to end resentment, then if you are able to invite the other person, if you're able to invite your partner into a process of repairing, then that can make a huge difference in your ability to get past the resentment and to let go. So in general, you want to if you're feeling resentful, it's helpful to invite that conversation with your partner um, and to move towards a, a mutual sense of understanding. Would they be willing to hear how a particular thing impacted you? And would they be willing to hear it without getting defensive or without getting trapped in their stories about it or without trying to justify it? Would they be willing to just simply hear it and to hear its impact on you. That is a huge first step in you being able to get past your resentment, is if you can really share with them the impact of their actions. 
And this is challenging, especially if you're bumping up against something that happens repeatedly in your relationship. I mean, perhaps um, there's something that your partner does that they've done over and over again. Um, and each time it creates a problem for you. And each time you're going to perhaps have to find a way back in to address it with them. Uh, because if you just try to sweep it under the rug, then odds are you will end up harboring resentment, right? So that's part of the growth of a relationship. There will be eventually, if you're both working on it, there will be a time when that whole dynamic changes. There will be a time when uh, that happens less and less or when you're, the way that you perceive that particular thing happening matters less and less to you, when you distance yourself from it in a way that's actually healthy, not in a way that is talking about denial. And of course, this is a time, you know, it feels like almost every episode I need to insert a warning or maybe every other episode that if you're truly in an abusive relationship, then that might not be something that you want to repair. It might be something you want to get out of. Um, so I definitely advise you to seek some help, seek another opinion and, uh, and get some guidance on whether your situation is truly abusive or it's just something situational that could actually be cured with some help and support. The challenge is to engage your partner in a process of repair and to do it in a way that actually leads to you feeling understood, to your partner or whoever you're feeling resentful towards, to them actually owning what they've done and owning the results of whatever it is that they've done or not done and uh, taking responsibility for it. If you're not in a relationship with someone, then there's a lot less incentive for them to do that. So, you know, proceed carefully. Figure out whether it's something that you can actually do with this other person. If it's a close family member like your your mother or a child or something, then, then it might be possible for you. Um maybe even with a boss, maybe even with a colleague or a friend. But again, you want to suss it out and see what's possible. So the next piece of getting over resentment is less about what the other person does. In other words, it's less about whether or not they're showing up to take responsibility and apologize and really get the impact of their actions. And it's more about what you have within you, the power that you have within you to reclaim whatever power you've given up, whatever is leading you to feel victimized. And so in the next part of this episode, we're going to cover specific strategies for how to get past your inner resentment. So we, we've talked about the outer piece, what you do with someone else. We're going to talk about the inner piece. And, and I mean that in both ways, the peace, like the uh, serenity that you can feel by taking charge of your inner experience and this piece of the work. So there's the two pieces, external, what happens with the other person. And this is the internal piece that we are going to cover. And in some ways, this is even more powerful. And in fact, it will help you with 
the outer piece. If you get this part, the inner part, done, or at least you dive deep enough into it that you actually get some transformation and some different perspective and get your power back, then you'll be able to bring that into how you interact with the other person around repair and apologies. So we're going to get right to how to do the inner work. But first, before we do that, I'm going to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Green Chef, who not only have amazing food, but who also have this amazing offer for you to give them a try. Chloe and I sampled their paleo menu, and we not only had three incredibly yummy, sustainably sourced meals, but we had a great time cooking together. Um, most of the prep work they do for you. So all we had to do was follow their step-by-step -step instructions, and voila, we had high-quality meals that everyone, including the kids, enjoyed, and they can be pretty picky. I think my favorite was the Montreal Spiced Shaved Steak Hash, while Chloe's was the Chicken Tinga, which did have this amazing cashew crema sauce that totally brought out the tangy taste of the lime juice that we had just sprinkled over the top. So Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company, and each week they send you a wide variety of organic ingredients and imaginative tasty recipes, handpicked and delivered right to your door. Their meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart-smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. Their expert chefs design recipes with gourmet flavor, and the pre-made sauces, dressings, and spice mixtures help you get more flavor with less time spent in preparation. As I mentioned, they have a very special offer for you as a Relationship Alive listener. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash alive. That's $50 off your first box if you go to greenchef.us slash alive. And thank you so much, Green Chef, for helping support thriving, healthy, USDA certified organic sustainable relationships. And now let's get back to our conversation about the inner change required to get over resentment. So diving into the inner work, this is something that you could say write a whole book about or maybe even multiple books about. So I'm not going to talk for hours. I want to give you some powerful approaches that you can use right now that will at least get you started in the right direction. And these things in and of themselves may be enough, or at least enough to tip the scales back in the direction of uh, resentment recovery. So as I mentioned, part of the big problem and why we hold on to resentment is because we feel like we have been victims and we've been treated unfairly. And a lot of this has to do with our perspective on how things should be. We have a pretty 
strong idea of how things should be in the world. Most of us do. How we should be treated, how others in the world should be treated, how we should treat others, what people should do, what they shouldn't do. And when things violate our expectations or ideas about how things ought to be, then we get indignant, right? Like, like what, what do you mean this, this isn't how it is? Or what do you mean it's this way? Isn't it obvious that this is how I should be treated? Or isn't, this, isn't it obvious what you should do for me? Or isn't it obvious, etc.? Like, it's that very sentiment, the like, of course it should be this way that I think it is, or that I think it should be. That's often at the root of resentment. And I don't blame you because, for instance, if someone is repeatedly treating you unfairly by some objective standard, or if they're repeatedly, say, getting negative at you, or repeatedly betraying you, or whatever it is that they're repeatedly doing, I'm not legitimizing what's happening. I'm not saying that that's a good thing or that you should want that to happen. But the problem is when you have this story that it should be one way and that it's not that way, then it's kind of getting in the way of you really recognizing what is. And on top of that, it is getting in the way of your power to choose. But before we do that, let's tackle the, some questions that help you get exactly at what your stories are. So a great one that I really like is, what am I making this thing, this thing about which I'm harboring resentment, what am I making this mean about myself? And another question is, what am I making this mean about the other person? And finally, what, is the, I'm, what am I making this mean about my relationship with this other person? Now, those three questions alone, what am I making this mean about myself? What am I making this mean about the other person? What am I making this mean about our relationship? Those three questions alone are going to give you a lot of information about what is going on inside you that is fueling the resentment. Because even if someone never apologizes to you, if you can unearth the story that you have that creates or fuels their, the, the persistence of the way they've mistreated you, then you have power to change it. So I invite you to answer those questions. And if you need to hit pause and, and answer them out loud or write them down, then go ahead. Right? I'll assume that you hit pause and you're back now. Um, to tackle the second part of this, which is to figure out what parts of you are active right now. So this is getting back into some of our conversations about internal family systems. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then I encourage you to listen to episode 140 that I did with Dick Schwartz. Uh, who is the creator of Internal Family Systems, which is a really powerful modality for doing inner work. But the general gist that's important right here is to imagine that within you, there are all these characters who are operating at any given time. And if you 
really get in touch with your resentment story of how things ought to be or how you ought to be treated, maybe you can imagine that character within you, the part of you that is speaking those words, that's telling you how things ought to be. Because when we're in our most centered place, or as the internal family systems people say, if you're in self, you have a lot of clarity, you often have a lot of compassion and courage. Um, those are just a few of the qualities that you have when you're in self-energy. But I'm pretty sure that harboring resentment isn't one of them. So identify the parts of you, part or parts, that are involved in this resentment inner dialogue, the resentment party. And see if you can get a sense of what, what those parts of you, what would they look like? How old are they? What would they act like? And most importantly, what do they need from this situation? Or what do they need from you in order to feel better? What kind of care do they need? Because let's get back to the original reason that we're here. We're here because you've been hurt in some way. And that hurt hasn't been adequately repaired. So figure out not only how you were hurt, but what parts of you were hurt so that you can figure out what you actually need in order to make it right. On the surface, you may think you need one thing, but when you inquire within, you may discover that you need something much simpler, very different, there are all kinds of possibilities. So I invite you to really get into that inquiry. What do I need in order to make this better? And and more specifically, these parts that I've identified, you know, the the 13-year-old Neil who is just like throwing up his fists and so frustrated that um, he's not, you know, getting enough attention before bedtime, let's say. I'm just making that up, of course. Um, what does he need in order to feel better? Because some of those needs that your parts actually have are things that you can provide for them. They're, they don't require anyone else in order to feel attended to. And that's one place where you start to truly reclaim your power is by learning how to show up for yourself learning how to show up for these inner parts of you, it shows you that you're actually not necessarily being victimized by these other people. They may still be doing things that hurt you, but you're not alone there waiting for them to somehow make it better. You have the power to make it better for yourself. And uh, tr you're going to have to trust me here if you haven't experienced that already, that it's super powerful. Uh, when you learn it. So I invite you again to inquire within, ask those parts of you directly, what do you need in order to feel better? And as an example for me, that 13-year-old part might say, I need you to um, acknowledge me, um, acknowledge what I did today, acknowledge um, things I did well. Um, I'm hungry for that kind of acknowledgement. And I'll say, okay. You see, it's as simple as that. I literally just did the process right 
in that moment with this inner part of me. So it doesn't have to be a big deal. You can go with what surfaces when you simply ask the questions. Um, so at this point, you've figured out what you're making this mean, what your story is. You've identified the parts within you that are activated. And by doing that, that often moves you toward this centered self-energy where you start to get a lot more perspective. And this is where we can start to transition back into choice. What are you actually choosing in this situation? What power are you choosing to give this other person? What are you choosing? Like if this is something, for instance, that's recurring in your relationship, it might be helpful for you to remind yourself, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing to stay. Because the power of choosing is super strong. If you somehow forget that you're making the choice to be there, then you can really feel victimized by the other person. But if you're willing to take it on, well, I, I choose to be here. I choose to be here even knowing that we have this challenge that we've had or that we continue to have. I, can, I continue to choose to stay. And then you get to ask yourself why. Why am I continuing to choose to stay? Um, and you'll get some useful information there too. It could be that you're scared. You're really scared of what it might mean if you didn't. And that's reasonable. Whether it's a good idea to stay or not. I mean, if I sit here and think about what it would be like to leave Chloe, um, that brings up a lot of fear. Like, I, I have a lot of good reasons that aren't fear <laughs> um, for staying in my relationship with Chloe. Um, but fear is certainly there of like everything that would happen and what that would mean um, to my children and to our families and to you guys who are listening like you know it's there's a lot there um so that factors in for sure but it's by far not the biggest thing um but if you find that fear is the only reason keeping you there then that's something to recognize um in that moment of recognizing that you might just acknowledge like okay i'm choosing to be here because i'm afraid and then you might realize, okay, I'm, I'm choosing to let my fear run my life. And you can see where this is going. You get to decide if that's what you want to continue choosing or not. Because I think it's very rare when you really don't have any choice. There's usually at least two other options. And I say that because... For the most part, when someone says there's only one other option, you know, it's either stay or go, for instance, it's black or white, um, that is usually a sign that they're missing a whole lot of content and possibility. So um, hopefully that inspires you to start thinking about what the other options are. For instance, I choose to stay even though we've struggled with this problem for a while now. But I choose to say because I have faith in us and I have faith in myself that I will be stronger, that I will learn 
new ways of interacting with you so that these things don't cause me as much harm. That might be one way. Or I, I choose to stay because I know that we will learn how to handle this better. I choose to stay because I have belief in your ability to grow. I know that you are taking this seriously and that even if you get stuck in the same pattern again and again, that I know that overall you are making an effort to make things different. And I'm saying this, I want you to know that I'm not perfect. There are things that I have done repeatedly in my relationship with Chloe that undermine the relationship, but I'm getting better. And that's part of this journey. It's a very personal one for me. Um, if anyone tells you that they're perfect or that they, they got it somehow perfectly, the odds are that they are lying to you. Um, and of course, Chloe also has things that, that are her challenges. So I want you to know that challenges aren't outside of the normal. They're normal. Um, what's important is for you to recognize that you're choosing to take on those challenges and to be in choice about it, to recognize that, okay, I'm, I'm choosing it today and when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to choose it again until I decide that I'm choosing something different. You got to trust me here that it is really powerful to remind yourself of the choices that you are making. And to do whatever it takes to remove the illusion that someone else has power over you. Again, that doesn't mean that their actions don't impact you. But that's a lot different than actually giving them the power to make or break a situation. So what are you going to choose now? For instance, are you going to choose to do whatever it takes to get rid of your resentment? Are there conversations with your partner that you're shying away from because you're afraid of what that might be or you're, you're not sure that it'll go so well, um, so you steer clear? But those might be the very conversations that you need in order to get past it. The process of being in relationship is, in many ways, the process of learning how to repair over and over again, more and more quickly, more and more rapidly. The more skilled you are at repair, then the easier it is to handle the bumps in the road. And there are always bumps in the road. Um, even when the road is like freshly paved, <laughs> there are bumps in the road. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. In fact, when a road is freshly paved, sometimes you notice those bumps even more, right? So when things are going really well, then something that kind of comes at you crosswise could really jar you because you could be like, wait a minute, I thought we were making so much progress and here we are again? Really? We're here dealing with this again? Well, yes, you are. And it's that much more clear to you because you've made that much more progress about who you are and what you are in this life and what you're capable of. And if you can bring that to your partner, and of course, the whole point of this podcast is to help you get to a place with your partner where you can have that kind of container, a very, very resilient container, where even when you or your partner messes up, you can come back from that.
It's, it's to be expected and it's really important. And the question is, will you choose to do it? Will you choose to do whatever it takes? And if you notice resentment working its way through you or impacting you, will you choose to do the work, the things that we have mentioned today as we've scratched the surface of dealing with resentment? I mean, what we've t- covered are actually some pretty powerful things. So before you start feeling like, oh, well, we just scratched the surface, I'm going to wait till we dive even more deeply before I, I do the rest. Do not wait. Do these things that I've mentioned today. Try them on and see how it shifts things. Okay. I hope that this has been helpful for you and powerful. And I look forward to hearing from you. You can find me in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. You can email me, neilius at neilsatin.com, although, just to be clear, I cannot always respond, but I do read all the emails that come my way. And uh, and I also want to just let you know that um, if you're listening uh, right now, it's the middle of January. If you're listening right now, you should know that very soon, uh, Chloe and I are going to be making a special offer on our flagship Thriving Intimacy course. And uh, we're going to be taking it right along with you and uh, hoping that we can get as many people as possible to sign up and take the course with us as a way of um, anchoring ourselves in some new patterns around the new year. Uh, the year has just begun. And of course, we have Valentine's Day coming, which can be fun and can be stressful. But uh, we're, we got some special things in store. So uh, if you're interested to find out more about the course, you can visit uh, neilsatin.com slash course, um, which will redirect you to our website that Chloe and I made together called thenewloveparadigm.com. Uh, you can also go there, newloveparadigm.com slash course to find out more. And uh, okay. I think that's it. We've covered a lot of ground today. Uh, Thanks for being here. I look forward to seeing you next week. Um, Trying to remember who our guest is. I think next week we're going to be talking to Tammy Nelson, uh, author of The New Monogamy, which is all about uh, recovering from an affair and betrayals. Um, But also it's about how we define monogamy in this day and age and ways that we can bring more strength and resilience to our relationships. And it's all about examining our expectations, our stories. Uh, It's a perfect next step after this conversation about resentment. Um, That's, of course, if that is the episode that we're doing. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, But whatever it is, I can guarantee you this. It's going to be good. And I'm looking forward to seeing you then. Until then... Take care of yourself and take care of the people you love. Bye now.